All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. They're coming knocking for that money, yeah. man. You know that. Um, no, we had a good win last week. Sorry, yeah. you weren't there. You were cuddle soup. Oh, God. Um, just, just busy taking care of life now. Yeah, you know, things, yeah, things get in the way of men's league sometimes, it, you know. Just, it does it uh, every week. Well, I got to travel 55 minutes. Oh, here we go with the travel again. Kids. Do we need to coll- put a collection down? Like, we should take care of your travel. You did. You should. Score four in the finals. Yeah, well, exactly. Mean? Send a car. Set Get some car. shit done yeah. while I'm driving. <coughs> little, then you'll see me a little more often. Put a little bit of the old uh, kale spinach in there. Oh, okay. yeah. You, you got to have some kale meal. treats. What about the mango? 
Oh, got to have some dried mango. mango. Ready. I know that's what <laughs> Debo does before his men's league games. He's all into the mango. Um. Anyway, uh, Flyboy since the break. Oh, yeah. 9-4-2. Not, not bad. bad, yeah. Not, not bad. bad. Yeah, even before the break, I feel like they are they were trending the right way and yeah. winning some games on the road. And I mean, for what they are, they they're, seem to be overachieving here in the last uh, couple months, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. And, um, you know, I know you want to go on the record and say they are making the playoffs. <laughs> six points out. Didn't you say you're... Yeah, I was doubling down on that. You're doubling yeah, yeah. down on that? Okay. Yeah. Hey, six points out, though, you got to admit. That's like, pretty good, yeah. That. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, but, you know, you know, a, a 500 record is certainly not a playoff team. No, so it's, it's just, not. Uh, but, you know, the way they're going, if they keep squeezing all wins. It, you never know. Uh, you never know, man. And, and, tell you, and what. you know, Buffalo's creeping on that last wild card spot. Um, Pittsburgh just can't seem to keep goals out of their net. It seems like they can score, but um, they're right behind them and, and – uh, we got to, I guess, go to the uh, the next thing, which Debo did come in with a box of tissues. He's a little upset. His boy, Bo Horvat, traded this week. Pretty big pretty big trade. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they traded Anthony Bavillier, um, R2-D2. R2-D2. I mean, right? R2-Ratu. <laughs> and uh, a protected first-round pick. Yeah. Um, pretty big deal. Uh, I think the Islanders... Baller said about fifteen million, maybe a little more in cap space. Yeah. Um, to probably make another move and obviously Lou's not sitting on his hands or he didn't this week anyway. So Baller is definitely an Islanders fan, which he did tell me they're his fourth favorite team. Fourth favorite. Yeah. I yours. I mean Debo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Baller. Debo. Uh sorry to you, Debo. Um did you see him jump up like yeah, that? I didn't see him. He took offense to that. He took offense to that. Now you better be careful. He took some offense to that. Uh no, seriously, he did tell me, just so I know a lot of ladies are asking about Debo's top four teams. Um <laughs> you know, it seems we're getting a lot of emails about that Debo. They're like, Who's this Debo behind the cam? They want to see this guy. But his favorite his top four, obviously Van, which I think with Bo going to Islanders, maybe they jump up, but he's he goes he's going Vancouver, Detroit, Ooh. which we did not you kept that a secret. Flyers, ah, and then the Islanders, but maybe the Islanders might have been a flip flop there. And I think he's excited the fact that he can go two hours up the road and watch Bo. Now, oh yeah, it's big so, time. Anyway, what were your thoughts on the trade? Uh, well. Honestly, it's been tough to watch Van. I know yeah. it's a shit show there. Our buddy Talk is probably trying to clean a lot of that up. The whole heard a lot of rumors about JT Miller. I don't know like what's going on, but it seems like there's a lot of I don't know, maybe Debo knows a little bit more about it, but like is that one of the reasons Bo wanted out or is it just he just had enough? It was just it's a shit show. Yeah. It's it's the way it sounds from the the things I've read and, and uh obviously I haven't watched them a lot. I watched with Talk just taking over, but um yeah. I think for the Islanders, you I mean you got scoring right away. Yeah, I know. You know, you do. Pick up. I'm sure Bavillier is a, a pretty good part of that team, or big part of that team, as far as you know. He's been there for a while now, um, but you know, you got to make moves sometimes. Yeah. And I think it'll help the Islanders. But if they don't get in, you know, you, you gave away a, a protected first round, and uh, I think uh, R2 R2 was a second round pick. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, and you know, he's a good player. He's yeah, he's he established yeah. NHL guy. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if the if the Islanders can sneak in. I mean, Christ, they got the best, probably the best one-two punch in, in net baller, eh? Like they got their goaltending is amazing. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. 
Yep, it'd be interesting. What else you got, Nass? Uh, our boy, Claude Giroux. Gee. First star of the week. Not bad. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got Hits 20 a, goals for the ninth time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing, career. man. The guy, I guess he's starting to age like a fine wine, this guy. Oh, like, my gosh. He's yeah. uh, obviously, and, and you know what to me stands out is he's a minus, only a minus one. Yeah. I mean, that's. And they're compared they got a bad, to let's his, be honest, uh, like they're not a great team. I think they have the same amount of points as the Flyers do, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. um, to be minus one with with 48 points in 50 games, pretty impressive. No matter yeah. if you're a G fan or not, you kind of got to look at it. Yeah, you got to give him some props. Yeah, for sure. And he keeps producing. I mean, like you said, he's like a fine wine. I, I didn't think he would. Amazing. No, I didn't think thing. so either. Yeah. You yeah. know, like who knows how long he's got left? But I, I thought we, well, no, we talked about it before. At least two years. Like he's still in. He's in great shape. Oh yeah. I mean, as long as he stays like healthy. Yeah, exactly. Years old. Um, He'll keep producing until his body actually starts breaking down. 100%. I mean, he, he said he takes care of himself. Yeah. Obviously, his skill level is through the roof, so he will continue to put up points no matter yeah. where he goes. So. For sure. Good for him. Yeah. That's it. Good Gee. for him. Um. We're creeping up on something. We are? We are. Fans of Philly. Oh, yeah. How excited are they right now with this bird team? Oh, we right. Can't, we can't not. I know you're like CFL where they play six <laughs> on six or something and yeah, the end right. zones are 50 yards uh, a piece. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but um, <laughs> it is the NFL, Riggs. It is. Birds. It is. I know you've been birds. in a game or two. Well, I have. Not, not, not this year. Not I this call, year. Yeah, definitely a couple tailgates, yeah. 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 Some... Uh, some experiences at the old Bird Stadium and, and parking lot, there for sure. Going after the Super Bowl. What an incredible uh, story. I mean, this is exciting for, for Philly. I know. And it's crazy, man. Did you see it coming? Well, I mean, the the way they were playing, I didn't think they would kind of march right through the playoffs as easily as they I have. know. That's um, what I'm saying. But I think the, the Super Bowl is going to be an unreal game. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would think, anyway, Mahomes has two more weeks to get his ankle better or whatever it is. He was moving pretty good for a guy to have a high ankle sprain. Oh, yeah, right. Like, but uh, it's awesome, man. The, the city the other night, you know, everyone downtown. Yeah, that was awesome. I don't think anything bad happened. I hope I'm saying that. But uh, just a big party, so um, – it's exciting. My buddies, you know, a couple of my buddies, equipment guys there, and going for another Super Bowl. Another title. Super Bowl. Andy and fans of Philly are yep. obviously going to be I think, I think, greasing that trip I up. think Joe had a lot to do with the Eagles' success I would this year. I would say so. I would say fans so. of Philly, but we're heading out for a different game. We are. It's hockey. It's hockey. And we're going to Seattle. Sierra Boy Hack. Maybe then we could on jump, on, jump on the, the, the bird to Phoenix. Now that's a good idea. And no, then we'll, and then go to Seattle. And then go. See, now you're starting to think baller on that. We need tickets ASAP. <laughs> Debo, you're buying. Let's go. Let's do it. No, nah, but it's exciting for Philly, man. This is a uh, been you know, good sports year for well, for baseball and um, oh, yeah. and the Eagles, yep. the football. So 100%. um see what the Sixers do. But uh Flyers are hanging around, man. You never know. Never know. Never know. And I mean you went out on a limb and said they're gonna make the playoffs. So <laughs> you know. People lay that money down now. Yeah. Riggs usually I'm optimistic. Knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I usually very know. optimistic. Uh, but anyway, fans of Philly, next week. Two weeks. Yeah. After the Super Bowl, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, after the Super Bowl. Seattle, two Vancouver. Yes. Roxy, they keep calling. Tebow, you coming? Because they're asking about the DJ. You got your table set up and I everything? Do. Yeah. I do. Last time I was there, I was in one. Whew. I might, not even, might not even have to the game. Straight to the Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> no, we go to the game, watch a big W. Yeah. Sorry talk, but 
Flyers, Flyers are, are coming win that to game. town. They're coming. Playoff team. Yeah. So let's do it, man. What do we got today? We're ready to rock. Yeah. Episode 104 Jeez. with our boy John Scott. Big John Scott. All star. Yep. And this episode was presented to you by Cureleaf. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA, stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth, or visit cureleaf.com forward slash locations. Nasty, you ready to go? I'm ready to roll. You better wake it up. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we're so happy to have the big man, the host of Dropping the Gloves podcast, unbelievable podcast, NHL career, eight years, and NHL all-star. And MVP. Oh, yeah. And from what I've seen over the years, you got a few moves, too. A little dance moves. Big John Scott. What's up, brother? How are you, my man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, you guys. I appreciate being on the show here. Oh, man, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man with uh, everything you got going on with your podcast and seven young ladies in the house, your kids. Um Got to be a busy. Yeah, my Gotta kids. Be <laughs> Preference. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Sorry. Your 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 lovely daughter. Seven seven <laughs> of them. Me and Riley each have two. We can't. We put them together. We only have four. You still got to speak by oh, three man, there. But uh, man, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. You know, it's. Uh, I just found same age as Riley. He looks ten years younger. But all that aside, <laughs> I, I'm doing good. I, I cannot complain. Yeah. How are you guys? Doing well, well, man. Doing well, just grinding. As you as you know, this uh, well, this media game is is no easy thing to do. And uh, we actually recently hopped on uh, the same network you're a part of, the Nation Network and and HockeyFights.com. So grateful for that opportunity. But yeah, just grinding, man. Oh, I'm still oh, here. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know if you wanted <laughs> oh. <me> to talk. <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> Be awesome. <laughs> no, no, the hockey fights guys are good. Nation Network's fantastic. They're a good group of guys. So I yeah. Looking at hockey fights, I was like, you asked me to do this interview. I'm like, did we ever play against each other, Riley and I? Why did we never fight? I don't think we overlapped at all, even though we're the same age for some yeah, odd reason. I don't reason. think we ever did. No, I'm pretty so, sure that I would have been uh been ready for you had we played against each other. So yeah, we definitely didn't play against each other. No, I would have ducked you definitely because when I really Philly <laughs> They had Jody Shelley and then Jay Rosehill. So those were the guys yeah, that right I had after. to deal with. It was never you. Yeah, yeah that was after me. Yeah. That was one, literally one year after yeah, you. Right after me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I retired in 2010, actually. So, but uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Had we crossed paths, I'm sure, I'm sure there would have been some fisticuffs. Just the <laughs> only guy I got beat up by bad was a lefty, Justin Johnson. I couldn't. He was the only guy who I had problems with. Well, he knocked me out. Obviously, yeah. So nobody else really throws lefts like you did anymore. It's mostly just a right-dominated league. So yeah, you would have you would have yeah. worked me, I think. I don't, oh, know, I don't know what that. Yeah, you got to climb the tree. Get up yeah, there. yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, interesting enough, like the lefties that I had to fight uh, back then. You know, Donald Brashear, George the Rock, uh, Chris Simon. I think uh, you know. Then obviously there was like Wade Belak, and you could throw both. And but uh, yeah, you don't see a whole lot of lefty action. They were anymore. all left. No kidding. Yeah, that's wild. Because when I was coming up, it was mostly rights. Boogie was right. 
you had Big Mac was right, McGratton was right, Orr was mm-hmm. right. There was no yeah. really guy who you had to worry about being a left, you know, dominant guy. Obviously, guys would switch. I could never switch, but yeah, that's it's weird how there's you had a whole generation of just lefty dominant fighters. Yeah. 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 You don't see that anymore. And it was interesting too. I mean, I was so used to fighting righties, you know, and you're, you're open up, right. I mean, you're, you're both essentially in stalemate, but then all of a sudden you're fighting some of these, you know, big ass dudes that are lefties. I had to really start to you know, switch my strategy up a little bit because I mean, I mean those guys are weight on my weight class. Um, well, yeah. How does that go? Because fight. you're, you're used to just all rights probably growing up. Did you enjoy fighting right-handed guys more or lefties? Uh, you know, it's, it's a different fight altogether. You know, I actually, I kind of like fighting righties cause it was just like the way I was you know, fighting. It was just open and it was just punches, punches and bunches. But, uh, obviously had to add more strategy fighting a guy like rock who, who, you know, was like a, a swinger and full on lefty brash was more in tight. So, you know, it, even though he was lefty, it was, it was a different mm-hmm. type of different, different type of fight. Um, and I only fought Chris Simon one time, but, uh, yeah, a little more. I had to think a little bit more when I was fighting those guys because I wasn't used to it. But you know, when I was fighting a righty, it was just kind of like just just throw and just <laughs> just see what happens. But um, yeah, so and I wasn't very technical as you've probably seen. But uh, interesting. Well, that's what you made know, you that, that scary because you were and I I wasn't a big fighter growing up. A little bit here and there, but not like where'd you you play juniors where in the Western League, Prince Albert. So four you were years. used to it, right? So I went to college. And I was stepping mm-hmm. into the NHL, and I'm like, I'm going to get I, – I would watch your fights. I'm like, this is terrifying. Like, this guy just, <laughs> like, fights anybody. He's got the long hair. And I was honestly scared, terrified going in to fight, fight guys like you because it was just like you watch the videos, and it's like, holy moly. Like, these guys are <laughs> yeah. animals. So I, I commend <laughs> you to that, Riley. That's, that's nuts being able to do what you did because you – it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, pr- crazy is probably the word because, I mean, I look back, I wish I would have been a little more mindful about it. You know, I probably could have preserved my career a little bit longer. Um, but, you know, I, I think what I realized after it was I was fighting out of fear, right? So I was, you know, just fighting and, uh, you know, just tr- tr- you're kind of like tapping into that ulti ego and you're trying to be this like super, you know, hero, villain, whatever you want to call it. And that's the only way i knew how to do it you know it was just like act crazy play the role and and you know just just throw punches and you know win lose or draw you gotta keep showing up and that was my approach whether it was a you know a a wise one or not is to be determined but uh it it certainly put me where i needed to be in life so grateful for the experience the question no the the crazy persona works the the scariest guys i ever fought were the guys who were just like in warm-ups like i'm fighting you tonight (laughs) I'm like, yeah right. Why? 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 We don't have. We don't have. To do <laughs> we don't have to. I, I can't even imagine looking over at this guy and be like, "Hey, I want to fight you." I'm like, what? I know, Fuck right, me, man? It's you, so don't, dumb. Don't, yeah. don't, you're not giving yourself enough credit, dude. You're a tough man. Big. We man, played. Gosh, man. where was it? We played um, Yablonski. Oh, and yeah. he was shadow boxing the glass before the game, <laughs> <laughs> like punching the glass. And I'm oh, just yeah. like, you're like a, no, like you're just a complete <laughs> meatball. Like, no, man, I'm not going to do it. And like, it was just oh, so yeah. like, I was terrified. Yeah. I spent oh. too much time in the jungle. You know, I spent time in the central hockey league and the East coast hockey league. You know, you, you can pick up some bad habits, you know, even in the Western hockey league, my, my first year in junior, we still had full one ice, one team warmups. 
uh, before they, you know, <laughs> because of just the fighting, you know, it's just like that was kind oh, of I like the way the role was presented to me at a young age. And I just look at the guys that were tough and their guys are acting crazy. So it was just kind of like, you know, maybe this is what you got to do, you know, and earn some street credit by yelling at people's faces and acting crazy. Because as you know, too, like the psychology, I didn't really recognize it at the time. But as I evolved and started noticing, you realize like once you, you know, act crazy, like stare someone in the eye, like most guys really don't want to deal with it. You know, so it's like, oh, maybe I just get a free pass tonight. I don't have to actually fight. But if I just keep acting like this, uh, you know, Ooh, maybe you can. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it, exactly. it works. And and I I um started my career with, with Minnesota. So I got a chance to play under Bugard. And Boogie would, he wouldn't talk at all. And, and I just was like, okay. He would stare right through you almost. He just had those eyes. It was just like, is anything there? Mm-hmm. Are you dead inside? Like, what's going on? And it would terrify guys. And I tried to do that. It wasn't that effective. I don't think I had the stare or the fear factor that Derek had, but I wasn't good at acting crazy. And so I just tried less was more for me. I would just tell guys, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you if if you keep it up. That was it. And and I don't know if it worked, but man, I would run across guys like you and I'd be like, this is like, I would be, I would, that it's not an act to me. I, I was terrified, Riley, when, when guys would do that. So it was it worked, man. It definitely worked. Yeah, I guess, you know, when you're an undersized guy, it's just like you have to find other ways to try and be intimidating. You know, I obviously didn't have a six foot eight frame, you know, and uh, which, again, that, that's terrifying in itself, right? You yeah. don't have to do a whole lot. It's like don't wake yeah. the dragon type of deal, right? It's like just let this guy sleep. <laughs> you know, we don't want to wake him up. And, um, and and I enjoyed sleeping, kinda... so it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move yeah. on to past this crud. What are we talking about today, fellas? Yeah, I guess uh, just maybe talking about your, your podcast a little bit and how that's been going. You, you seem uh, you know, like you're enjoying it. Uh, you're very knowledgeable. You have good, good insight and opinions on, on the game, uh, you know, the direction of the game and all that. So how's that been for you? How do you, how you like in the media circuit? You know, it was different when I, I was lucky enough, obviously, the whole All-Star game to get a taste of that. When, when I did that and then coming out of that, I retired right away. So I had some options and my wife, she, she runs my show and that's fine. And um, <laughs> she, she's like, I, I'm, we're moving back to Traverse city and that's where we're going to set up shop. So if you want to be involved with hockey, you have to figure it out that way. And I, so I couldn't join like a TSN or whatever and try to run that dream down. And I said, let's do a podcast. Everybody's doing them. And it, it's just kind of worked out. I get to talk to players much like you do. We're actually, interviewing Lucic today and so it's all oh, it's nice. very exciting nice. you know and you get to talk to these stars and you know pick their brains and just kind of stay involved in the game and they still kind of enjoy talking to has-beens and never was like me and you and it's just kind of kind of evolved into this nice little show that we got and you guys are joining nation network too so we're kind of having this little fighting good hockey content just really normal guys it's i think people really enjoy listening to that stuff so i don't know i don't know where it's gonna go but i, I definitely enjoy doing it yeah no 100 we love it too and i guess it's, it's a way to stay close to the game and you know in our network we're kind of like somewhat philly centric um you know just staying close to our network here and you know, we have the the luxury of using nasty's garage here and, and, you know, bringing guys in studio, which is always nice face to face, but it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, again, we don't know where it's going either. We don't, we don't even know what we're doing really half the time. So <laughs> <laughs> just getting on a computer and working the technology is a battle for us, but uh, oh, it's brutal. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I will say about Philly, everyone always asks me, like, what's your favorite place to play? And I always – Philly's top two because every time I play there, the, one of the most disgusting things that's ever happened in my life happened there. On the ice, I, I, uh, I was – I don't know who I fought. But I fought somebody. I was going to the bench and I was just ripping the fans, like giving them probably the single finger salute. I get in the <laughs> box. Someone dumped a full cup of chew right oh, on no way. all Jeez. over me. I'm just like classy Philadelphia, fantastic. And then fast forward a few years after that, I was with Chicago and we just beat Philly and we were going to the bus. And you guys know you can see the buses up top, the concourse. And Dave Bowl and classy guys just flipping off the fans. Canner's telling them to kick rocks. And they start throwing full Bud Lights at us to the point where we have to, like, get a shield over our, our heads and sprint to the bus. And we're just flipping everybody off over driving out of Philadelphia. But I loved it. It was so fantastic. You wouldn't find that anywhere else in the whole world that that, that kind of passion is coming out of, out of Philadelphia. So it was just uh, – I'll never forget it. It was just one of those times where I'm like, man, this place is – is fantastic. So I don't know. I, I love that you're doing it for Philly because <laughs> you guys are going to kill it there. It's, it's such a good market. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. And yes, uh, the fans are ruthless. Yes. I mean, it's, as soon, as, <laughs> soon as you show them any bit of, you know, negative attention or whatnot and chirp back, like they'll, they'll, they'll be all over you if they're not already, but uh, I've seen some ruthless things. Obviously nasty's seen some ruthless. Yeah. Things. 20, it's, 26 years yeah. with a team uh, <laughs> in Philly. I, it's, it, you never really shocked. Yeah, to be never honest, shocked. It's beyond passion. It's just uh, that. That's league. disgusting, though. The, yeah, that's disgusting. Like, that's, that's oh, disgusting. it was that, gross. It was that's gross. disgusting. Yeah. yeah Did, that's so where do the Flyers stand right now? Because obviously the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. The Phillies are are playing great. The Sixers are. What's the hierarchy now? Because they're how, how is it going? They're. I mean, they're fourth. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. It, unfortunately, I mean, this is a football, baseball, and and basketball has been pretty relevant uh, the last few years. Uh, mm -hmm. They've 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 been pretty good, and uh, so the Flyers are right there, and it's it's been a tough tough go here for the last three three plus I guess years. Um, yeah. So and how's Torts been received? Sorry to keep cutting you guys off. I'm interested to see like how's Torts been received by everybody. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I think it's been pretty good. Um, obviously, when the, when they signed him, uh, it was obviously a nice, a, a nice big uh, energetic push. I think he's got the guys trending in the right direction. I mean, the last two months we were talking with us on their pre-show, um, like their their stats are really good. They're winning games, winning games on the road. I think he's he's he got them going in the right direction. Um, but you know, it's, it's torts and, you know, I think his shelf life can be, can be short, you know, based on how he coaches and presses. So we'll see, you know, if he can in, endure the, the, the quote unquote rebuild, the retool that they're currently going through. But, um, it's, it's so far, it seems to be, I don't know what you can bad. say Nas, but it yeah. seems to be, you know, trending the right direction. So that's good. I like torts. I think he's a good coach. Good guy. So I, gosh, I want Philly to win. They need a winner in there. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. while. Yeah, the last three years have been have been tough, and you know a lot of injuries, just underachieving. Um, and I, I like to think that they're somewhat overachieving right now, based on a couple of the injuries they have. Um, you know, losing G obviously last year, you're not never really replacing those goals. Um, and then Coots pretty much Coots toasted for the year. Ellis like never really ever play, played yeah. and panned out. So, you know, a couple key pieces that are missing. Um, 
but uh cam atkinson hasn't played yeah cam atkinson yeah exactly so you miss obviously some... but they go get ellis and ever you know everybody knows that story he hasn't played he played four games he had a good four games five he had a, games, had a good four games yeah did he get five? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but torts uh i think the the fans were pretty excited about it and, and most of the guys that um we get to see the guys a lot being right here and uh they they seem pretty good with it i know there's some it's been a little up and down but uh you know torts has his ways uh like you were saying and um but it seems to be trending in the right way yeah in the right direction at least they're there they have some sort of identity you know outside of McEwen, who obviously is hurt now and and, and delory adding some toughness there right just like a little bit of street credit like I feel like the team has an essence that I feel like was missing for a few years. You know, Ed Snyder passed, you know, the owner and founder of the Flyers, which cultivated the Broad Street Bullies and that like that identity. I think there was a few years there were just like it was just like soft. It was hard to watch. Not not only not winning games, but, you know, losing in, in terrible ways, like just with no fight, no and no essence. So at least from what I see, it's, uh, you know, there's some glue there, some essence there. So. I love Nicky Delorier. I think he's one of the best players, like for what he does mm-hmm, in the whole yeah. NHL. He brings some offense. He's never a liability. He's yep. he's a good good player, and he's he's tough as nails. He's actually oh yeah, loves to chuck him. I, I I love the way he fights. Yeah, I agree. I really like the, the signing. Yeah, you know, again, if you want one of the t- you know top three toughest guys in the league, you're gonna have to pay him, and uh, he paid his dues. He skates well in a straight line, man. Like this guy can get after, get on the hunt. Um, obviously fearless, but I thought it was a good signing. You know, uh, he's perfect for Philly. He's gamer yeah, no matter what. I, I like the way he fights too. So nice to see. Nice to see these guys still floating around and, and having a purpose. Uh, you know, McEwen obviously I don't think is as tough, obviously, but uh, he can play. He shows up. You know, he gets he gets his hands dirty there. So uh, Philly loves that. Just need kind of a throwback type of player. But yeah, I saw something the other day. Since we're talking about this, I mean, you, you talked on maybe their top five fighters in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, what what are, your, what are your thoughts? First of all, like the direction of fighting. Obviously, we know that it's been slowly uh, dissolving. But uh, you know, talk about like you know maybe your top three, top five guys, and like how long you see these guys still floating around the league. Well, it's funny because my biggest thing is most fights. There's no connections nobody gets punched in the face anymore and i I think that era is completely gone like when you played you you would connect on probably half your punches where you you would throw and you know you're hitting face now it's just like everyone thinks it's amazing when someone like the lucic olivier fight a couple weeks ago everyone was like this is uh so fantastic like that was a weekly occurrence 10 15 Mm -hmm. years ago so now Mm -hmm. i just think it's a different game and like I know Revo is is tough. I don't think he's the tough the toughest because he doesn't punch anybody in the face. You know, like he throws and he hits a shoulder and the guy falls down. So, yeah. like in my eyes, the toughest is Luch right now, just because when he fights, he he stands in the pocket and yes. he fights. Like he gets punched and he punches guys. He doesn't turn his head and shy away. And I I, I think yeah. that's. And then my number two is Nikki Deloria. I think those two guys are, are the most entertaining, toughest, fearless fighters in the league right now. Even Curtis McDermott, yeah. big goof like yeah. me, doesn't stand in the pocket. I, I don't know. I like the uh, Arbor Jack guy from Montreal. I think he's a yeah. good yeah. 
rollback fighter. He's a big boy, 6'4", 230. So I'm going to say those three. I'll go Luch one, Nikki two, and then Arbor three, just for straight heavyweights. But there's some lightweights that I like, like the way they fight too. But those guys, I just, they're old school. Yeah, old school, yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, there's very few of them. Yeah, and I, and I do agree. Yeah, there's not many guys that throw down the pipe and, and you know, you know, maybe maybe tuck the chin and, and, and absorb a punch. There's it's almost like so defensive and yeah, yeah, not a lot, a whole lot of uh, maybe you know maybe it's good for the longevity of their their brain and and life. You know, there's a lot of arguments around that whole thing. But yeah, the old school, not much left of it. But the, the certainly the guys that are still floating around are bringing it and are not uh, are not shying away. So I like that young yeah, kid I, Montreal for sure. Yep. Oh, he's good. I just think it's the way they teach now. I don't. I don't think like when I grew up, like I would box. Like that. That's how you we would learn how to throw a punch, take a punch, and you you knew how to fight. I'm sure you've trained in the summer all the time. I don't think the guys do it. I think they're getting used to the protecting themselves with a visor, which is a whole other yeah thing that right. I hate. It's just a waste. But I don't know. I think fighting will will stay. I think we'll see more types of players that are more middleweight, kind of like a Marcus Felino type, mm-hmm. who are just very effective. They can, you know, contribute offensively, but just but the fourth line guys got to kill penalties now. You know, yep, it's just one to. of those things. And I, I don't think I couldn't kill a penalty. I'm not, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not that good. <laughs> I was playing last night on the pond and I was getting just worked by these little guys who played high school. I'm like, that's eh, just not my thing anymore. Everyone's too skilled. So I, don't know. I, I hope it doesn't go the way of the dodo, but it ain't like when you played Riley. That's for sure. No, that's for sure. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it declining even you know, my, going into my last year in 2010. And it, it, there was a few heavyweights, you know, the, you know, the following years, but it was slow, slow, the decline there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's gone so far the opposite way now that, you know, I obviously never expected to go back to the Broad Street Bullies, but there's somewhere somewhere down the line, there's got to be some sort of happy medium here where there's still still really true accountability. Um, but you know, obviously, the safety of the player is important. I, I'm obviously all for that, but uh, there seems to be a lot more cheap shots and a lot more just stuff that is unnecessary that's that's happening. Some of these injuries probably could be prevented if there's a little more respect. But I mean, stuff you just can't really quantify. We'll Man, see where it goes. People love fighting. People love it. Yeah, right. There's yeah. only one time when everybody stands up. Yeah. During a fight. Yeah. You know, I I love it. You love it. Everybody loves it. Just everybody's yeah. too scared to say it anymore because they're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, that's true. It's become too low. Four fights, yeah. flyers. Uh, you know, last week or a week and a half ago, and and every time. I mean, even weeks he was going nuts on the NHL. You know, like, <laughs> know, right? He's like, this is unbelievable. And everyone's out of their seats. There's not one butt in a seat, like, four, yeah. you know, four times in that game. And like you said, it's – no one – I don't think – like, if you're at a game, everyone's up cheering. Yeah. And it's, it's an and emotional part of the game. I mean, it's – Yeah, always happens. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But uh, as, we, as we've seen, it's, it's, it's been a, a work to get it out of the game. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of liability issues. I'm sure there's a lot of insurance pushing for this. I mean, I'm not exactly sure. And then the media gets behind it and then, you know, like I think the Ice Guardians documentary said, like, you know, only, you know, 4% of all concussions come from fighting. So that leaves 96% of all concussions coming from, obviously, uh, other plays, which is kind of a startling number when you think about it. Um, so we'll see where it goes, I guess. Well, and that's got to drop, too, now with the with the guys yeah. who are fighting now. No one's getting concussions from fights anymore. Stop. Yeah. Gary Bettman right. just doesn't like fighting because he's a big wiener. And he doesn't think it's good for the game. And that's why. So he's tried. He's pushed the OHL and the Q and all these other leagues to get rid of fighting. And he's done it. So if you don't fight when you're in juniors, you're not going to fight in the pros. And it's just, he's, he's ruining the game. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You had a, uh, an equipment guy there in Buffalo, George, uh, Georgie Babcock there. He hates the Tillies. Does it? Oh my God. This guy's unreal, man. They had him mic'd one night. It's on YouTube. It's oh, so yeah, oh it my god. He's someone brought one of those sabers rotting guy. He's like, that's what we need, boys. He's like worse <laughs> than me. Like get the trying to get the boys wound up. But uh um anyway, yeah. I, I was kind of that guy. Guys used to make fun of me, uh, John, because when Riley was fighting, like we were we were pretty tight and um we even we lived together for a little bit and uh I would be over there shadow boxing on the, <laughs> on the bench. You know, I was worried about the guy. He was like one of my, you know, my best friends and he's fighting these animals, like, you know, your size and all this. And I was always like bobbing and weaving. I Harry used to go, are you all right, man? Like, he's okay. He knows what he's doing. I'm like, ah, I'm just fucking worried. But anyway, um, <laughs> it, it's funny uh, coming up here on the all-star game. We, we, we have to bring this up. Uh, I mean, basically a movie. A movie's gonna a movie, be 100%. Uh, done, you know, yeah, Hollywood. Written. Yeah, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. But it's I'm I'm gonna I gotta be honest with you, man. Like I was still in the league then uh, working with the Flyers, and that was one of the greatest things I ever saw, man. And and at first I didn't you know, right away I didn't understand everything that was going on behind the scenes where I know when it first started, you were not happy about it, and I could understand that. Uh, totally, but I've read a bunch of uh, articles and I've seen a lot of your interviews uh, that kind of led up to that. But man, in the end, what a what a <clears throat> that'd be one of the best experiences of your life, man. And you totally took you took it and ran with it. Yeah, you did. So I don't yeah, know if you, you want to touch on that. Yeah, it was just one of those situations where you you, you start 
as the clown, right? Because they, they want to embarrass you and the Jeff Merrick, Greg Wichnowski, Wichnowski, Puck Daddy, whatever. They um they pick the dummy, pick the guy who can't skate very well, who's going to embarrass themselves. And that was me. So it is what it is. I had Greg on my show a couple weeks ago, and we went back and forth on it. And it was an interesting talk, but um I wasn't a fan of it. I obviously, I didn't like it. No one wants to be the butt of a joke of a couple people, let alone an entire, you know, right. country. So it, it started off kind of bad, but then as it progressed and I got more votes and this and that, it was good. I had all these fighters, current and former fighters reaching out and saying everybody except for Riley, oddly enough. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it was good. Like all these guys, I'd go to different ranks and, you know, you go to St. Louis and Chaser and Tony Twist stop by, you go to Buffalo, Rob Ray stops by, you know, Stu Grimson, all these guys. And they're like, go for it, man. Like, this is this could be a good thing. Like, just embrace it. Don't let the league get you down and stuff like that. And it worked out. I, I ended up going, obviously, and played okay, which was thank like I thank God because I was so incredibly nervous. Imagine I go out and just lay an egg and I just <laughs> it just played terrible. You know what I mean? So it, it I don't know how it worked out, but it did. And yeah, it, it's it was a Cinderella kind of ending. So it was it was good i don't know what else to say it, it was yeah i don't like talking it was good it was great well yeah. i i was a little again i didn't understand the whole backstory back in the day like you know because i was working and I, I didn't understand it all but then seeing all this stuff, like that's what pissed me off was the fact that the you know they're trying to get you to take a gift or take this or that for you not to go and i'm like why wouldn't you embrace this and <clears throat> Like I, just to me, I don't know, but uh, that, that, because he's that, an he's that, an idiot and he doesn't get it. He, uh, right. Gary, if if it's yeah. not his idea, yeah. he hates it. So his idea was skill. It's three on three. We got to go fast pace. And as soon as someone tried to hijack it and change it, he's like, "No, we're not doing it." So whatever that oh. guy, he they have no foresight whatsoever. He played the the perfect villain. If this was a Disney movie, like this guy played yeah. it to a T. So. Yeah, he well not smart I, when yeah. you got the mvps how you like me now yeah Gary? i know that was good. <laughs> I'm giving him one Poetic of those because you know? it was it was great it was so much fun to watch and you got natilly my boy caner yeah uh, you and cater <laughs> that was great when Couple he came snipes. after you but uh um no it, it was awesome to watch I, I remember i was just so happy i thought it was just the coolest thing ever, yeah man. So, was there any um, truth any truth to you know when you got dealt from arizona to montreal there buried you know say they buried you you know st john's was that is that part of the strategy that was like legitimate to oh, try without and a doubt. yeah it was hey yeah when i got to montreal or i didn't even go to montreal i went to st john's my i talked to Ber, bergie bergevin I knew him in Chicago from when he was a scout, like just kind of, you know how they give job sex players the here, be a yep. scout, Bergie. And so I talked to him briefly after the trade. He's like, John, I didn't even want you. Like, I just, I just had to make this trade and he didn't elaborate on it, but yeah, they, there was Bettman's fingers all over that trade. Cause hmm. when do tough guys get traded Riley ever? Right? Yeah. Mid-season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's very the timing rare. of it. Right. Yeah. So if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck it's a duck so it was completely orchestrated in my eyes by the nhl but what are you gonna do it, even that worked into my favor because everyone's like yeah. you're treating this guy terribly which he was my wife was about to have babies like any second 
and then they gas me, trade me to Montreal, send me down to St. John's, and no offense to St. John's, but you know, it's not Scottsdale, Arizona. And, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I was just like, come on, you guys, like just brutal. And yeah. uh, it, it stuck. It, it, it was awful, but it worked out. Everybody rallied behind me and I went to the game and got to shove it up his behind. And yeah, yes. it, was, it, yeah. it was good. So, yeah, I love that. That's awesome. the best part about it, right? Is that mm-hmm, you get mm-hmm. to poetic justice and. And then is that and then how how is this uh this this film coming along this this movie that uh that seems to be in the works? Who knows? Well, I do a little bit. Um, <laughs> we we had a script. We have a script. Mitch Album, um, hockey writer, sports writer from the Detroit Press, I want to say. So he did a script. He's going to produce it. We have a director. Everything's. I just stay out of it. Like I, it's just not in my realm he just says he calls me every couple months and says okay we're almost getting there and then he's like we're set back and so maybe it'll start filming this year but i said that three years ago so it's one of those things where every year they send me a check and they go we own your rights still and i go sounds good i'll see you next year for a big (laughs) check and that's and honestly that's a blessing too because they send me it's nice size check you know there's there's a lot of zeros behind it i'm like fantastic you guys this is great thank you so much and that's that's kind of where i wash my hands of it i got too much literally crap to deal with every day with my kids so which is good sorry for the quick break just a quick shout out to our sponsor dli commercial a premier commercial construction and building maintenance company offering support at every phase Thank you for your support. Check them out at DLI Commercial for all your construction needs. Back to the show. Yeah, well, hey, if you keep getting checks, yeah. you keep dragging Take as it long out. as you want, boys. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah film it in 2030, you guys. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. it. It's good. No it's good. We're fine. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see that one. I know. It'll I'm probably be uh, very well awesome. done. And It'll be a again. stinker. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, no. No, no way, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wanted I wanted to bring up uh, uh, something just because um, Phil Kessel, buddy with him, and that the the preseason game in Toronto, um, where you've talked about. I, I saw a couple of your interviews where you never really, you said you never really were angry. You never. It took a lot to get you where you're like actually pissed off. Um, yeah. And you were pissed off that day. Yeah. At that game. Well, I was pissed at. I think Jamie Devane might have played for Philadelphia. Uh, I. Maybe he played for Pittsburgh. I can't remember, but I was pissed at him. I was pissed at the whole Leafs organization, that whole team, just because before that game, it was preseason. Toronto had a tough team, right? They they had Orr and McLaren and that Devane and Frazier on the back end, Troy Bowie. It was a tough team. And Buffalo, we had myself. That was it, really. Patrick Coletta, who's not really a fighter. Steve mm-hmm. Ott, who just gets – he tries. So – before the game, I tell all the guys in Toronto, I'm like, if you're looking for a fight, just you know, come and ask me. I'll, I'll fight you. Lo and behold, one of their tough guys grabs a small guy, Corey Trop, beats him up bad. Either scraping him up off the ice. As they're doing that, I'm fuming. I'm screaming at Randy Carlisle. I'm like, you fat piece of beepy, like just giving it to him. <laughs> and I'm, we're going back and forth. And finally, I said, Randy, and we were the away team. So I'm like, whoever you put out, I'm putting in the hospital. So put someone out. And he had his choice of tough guys. It was preseason. You dress two or three right. tough guys every preseason game. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I see him give me this little grin, like, okay, here you go. And he puts Phil Kessel um, and a couple of his first line guys out. And I'm just like, come on. And so I'm thinking, what do I got to do? I'm going to, you know, he's challenging me to fight Phil Kessel apparently. And so I said, I'm going to do it. Screw it. Let's go. I tell my centerman, I'm like, I'm going to jump Phil. Heads up. (laughs) Phil comes over, looks at me. I look at him. I played against him for years. I said, Phil, I'm going to jump you, man. I'm sorry. He looks at me and he goes, what? The puck drops and I shed my mitts and then he starts hacking away and the rest is history. But it's, I blame Carlisle. He just, yeah, of course. 100%. What was he thinking? Because yeah. he thinks I'm not going to jump Phil. It's preseason. Yeah. I don't care about that. Like, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a funny thing. But yeah, everybody hates what? me now because I go after skill guys. So oh, well, yeah. I would do it again. Funny. The funny thing is, as uh, I grew up, my my dad was the uh, trainer with the Flyers when I was a kid. So I grew up, you know, around the Flyers. And one of my good buddies, our good buddies, is uh, Craig Baruby, and uh-huh. he he was the king of. I see he got was more established in the league. I mean, he's got a few stories where uh was the guy that Dale Purrington and yeah, Purrington. Oh. He went over to he went over to Leach and he says, if this guy doesn't stop running the fuck around, I'm gonna grab you and beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> and that, he grabbed he grabbed Zubov one night. He grabbed Zubov one night and pounded <clears throat> him in New York. No he said, way. Gonna, yeah, yeah. And he there was another story where that Aaron Downey was running around and he something happened in the game and he told Mike Madano he goes we play you next week and I'm gonna kill you if you don't like <laughs> he said this is the God's honest truth I don't I, this is what Chief said he said they played next week and Aaron Downey he said skated the red line and apologized to every single player oh, yeah. on Calgary's team I'm sure swear to God it's what Chief said so but it's funny no. you did that but like guys don't fuck around after like. I, well, I can't yeah. blame you. I, I love Phil, but like he got uh, he got out of that one. Yes, I don't know he how he got out of that, that one. So him, right? yeah, but he say probably. Oh, if I would have grabbed him, I would have broke his face. He would have never oh. had the Iron Man streak ever. No, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that's great a really good point. point. I can just see it when you when you said it to him. What? What are you talking about? Fuck off! Oh, like, man. like no way. I've never grab. I've never had him. I had a conversation with him afterwards. I, I tracked down his number. I play with Joe Pavelski and they were friends. And like, I, t- I started texting him and he kind of ghosted me. I-, I think he's still upset about the whole situation. Should but be mad he- at Carlisle, not yeah, you. Yeah, he should be mad at Carlisle. Carlisle. The funny thing is, I'm the only one who didn't get suspended out of that whole thing. I didn't get anything. Phil got a couple games. Clarkson got 10 games. Everybody got suspended except oh, wow. for me. It's funny. Were you, I, were you so pissed off? Did you feel him chopping you? chopping you no, down no not at all no you didn't feel no. it i saw the that was just when twitter was starting and after the game everyone's like look at this how's your legs are you bruised you're this and that it's like you can't no. feel anything yeah, once you're in the yeah. heat of it i'm getting piled on by all these guys it's oh just, my god i know no didn't you it was scream you were bleeding or something did you like because well, i wanted to get up and start yeah. fighting because i had the ref and three guys and so i was like i'm bleeding pretty bad get off of me <laughs> just to, so i could get up to try to engage somebody but no they yeah i was i was oh. screaming <laughs> so yeah, dumb that's awesome. oh that's man so dumb. that's funny i just can't believe a coach you know you said even though it's preseason but even more of a reason to put you know throw out your your tough guys to just to, to try and diffuse this thing but I like know. throw out phil castle i just i just can't for the life of me understand oh and i was that. calling him everything you could imagine i was like randy you fat like just everything you chicken shit yeah. like right like just 
and he just puts out Kessel. I was, I, I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? Bluff. Yeah, yeah, right. that's, that's yeah don't sure. play poker with me. I, I never get bluffed. <laughs> oh man, I lose all my money, but you can't bluff me. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, it, there's um, one of the the best things. Like uh, obviously, I didn't get to work with you, but um, I, I've heard from some a lot of my friends, uh, Mikey Aldridge and San Jose, and and, and the yeah, boys Willie Mikey. and yeah. uh, Willie and and um, Buffalo and everywhere you've been, but. Um, like your, your sense of humor, you got a great sense of humor. I like, I've seen a ton of videos, like the one with the fur, what I was referred to, the fur jacket with you dancing behind someone getting interviewed and, it was and uh, just kind of cruising in the background. Shit like that. I love fans love that. Oh, stuff, yeah, they man. Do, yeah. It, it kind of shows your personality. Um, one of, one of the things I saw, and I think Georgie had said something to me about it was one night, uh, I think it was, uh, God, Corey Conacher had gotten his helmet busted or something. He's in a box and they fire your helmet over. And he yeah, puts it on funny. and it's like my son putting on Dude, you know three sizes helmet. hell it's too big but uh a lot, lot of cool moments with you man yeah the trainers and i don't know if riley can attest to this i spent more time with them honestly than i did with my teammates a lot of the time because i was a healthy scratch and i would sit in the locker room and hang out and just you know shoot the breeze with those guys and yeah georgie was fantastic mikey so i was better friends a lot of the times with those guys just because that's who I hung out with during the game because I didn't yep. play. I was healthy scratched more than I played. So I like I would get bag skated. I'd go to the rink. I'd get the bag skate workout in where you're on the Wingate bite and just getting, but then you'd hang out with those, those guys for two periods and you'd drink beers with them after the game. Like <laughs> That's what yep. you would do. So I love those guys. Georgie's a gem. That guy, if you want to have yeah. fun, go out with him. He is absolutely fearless. That guy does anything. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. He's not well, I, I can relate. That's why Nasty and I have this podcast. <laughs> I spent more time in his office than I did, uh, you know, well, obviously yeah. playing playing games. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like 100%. Game, What's that? You warmed up. I warmed up every game. Yeah. I, I led my last Here's year, a question, the then. <laughs> when, you're, when you knew you weren't playing, would you tie your skates? Would you tape up your pads? Because I got to a point where – I knew I was warming up. I wasn't going to play. I wanted to get out of that locker room as quick as I can before the guys came in who were going to play, and they're, like, getting ready for the game, and I'm the schmelt just taking off my gear like you plug. I wouldn't tape my pads. I wouldn't tie up my skates very tight. I wouldn't wear most of my equipment. So as soon as I got back to the room, I was just like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> or, were you, or would you hang out? What was your strategy for <laughs> the healthy oh. scratch warm-up? Honestly, I was still the first guy at the he rink still drinking first pots of coffee, Sudafed. No I, way! I felt like I still oh, had to dude, crank myself up. Oh yeah, because that was part of my that was part of my jam, right? I had to I had to be rock solid in our kickball games, and I, <laughs> you know, I had to be that guy in warm ups, and you know, so yeah, I actually t- probably took it way too serious. <laughs> you're uh, better. You're a better man than I am. I would just sit and watch TV and eat like peanut butter sandwiches. And just, yeah, play kickball. But, yeah, see, you're better professional than I am. That's why. Well, I don't know what that, but it was just like, you know, it probably probably earned me all those warm-ups. You know, yeah, I actually got thrown on waivers my last year, and, and they kept me around. never really got sent down. And, you know, I warmed up the rest of the season. And every warm-up during the the, the, the 2000, uh, you know, 9, 10 playoffs there all the way to the finals took yeah. every warm-up. But probably just because no of that. Way. You know what I mean? Yeah, every single one, man. And, uh, you know, Lavi was just like, you know, we want you, we want you here. We want you, you know, do what you do. So I wasn't deviating away from the plan. It was just get there early. That was my routine, you know, and just, uh, did I think I was going to play? No, but uh, it was just, you know, just part of, you know, the, the job, I guess. 
Well, to even be around that run must have been special in Philly, you know, with, with the excitement. Oh man, that must've been incredible. It was, it really was. It was, yeah, it was surreal, man. I really thought we were winning that thing and just trying to be as supportive as I can. Obviously, did, did I want to play? Yeah. Was it realistic that I would? Probably not. Um, so I knew where I stood, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, it's all about winning. It's yeah. all about knowing your role and, uh, yeah, it was incredible. It was uh, unfortunate the way that thing landed up. But Oh, I would have wish you would have played and just grabbed Ben Eager or Adam Burrish. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? Just one, give me one game. You know, and yeah. just go. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Oh, I wish. That's oh, awesome. yeah. But that was it. Burrish was who Prongs wanted to kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. He had me. He, uh, I call him Beast, but uh, Prongs had me the next year we were playing them and he had me cut the top of a pair of elbow pads so these things were he wanted to come he was gonna and burst in play oh that night of course but not. he actually oh, no. was wearing he would have yeah, mopped up he wanted Burge. like beast didn't fight a lot no. he didn't really have to no. either but mm-hmm. he wanted he was ready to fight that night like he wanted to i don't know what he did burst said or did but i don't know just i'll never he's forget he's like i'm gonna snake. kill that guy next year he's running his mouth he always, always. runs like he did nothing to contribute to that stanley cup but he, and i love adam like uh, he's yeah. a good dude, but no, he's not a good dude. He's he's a guy, but yeah, yeah. Prong, <laughs> he would have killed him, man. There was some D man who I was just like, okay, don't mess with him. He was one of them. Bufflin was another one. Sheldon yeah, Surrey right. was yeah, another right. one. I'm like, okay, just just let him be. Like they're you know because I think they could if they wanted to really do some damage in a fight. They like an old school Larry Robinson. I'm yeah, like, right. That yeah. guy can probably like throw bombs if you wanted to. But yeah, yeah, it's good, dude. Yeah, Prongs was dangerous for that stick, man. Oh, yeah, he got away with murder. He was dirty. God, did you play with Eags, Ben Eager? No, never. Um, I don't think I did. No, okay, it was after the fact. Yeah, I was uh, the next wave after 2010 when they tried to retool, and then I never. I was in between their cups, unfortunately. I played there two years and they won it. I I saw that, and then after, I was like. Awesome. Man. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, I only bring up I only bring up eggs because I well, I played with them uh, in Philly and Nasty had them. Here the was, lockout. Uh, I mean, uh, was... I mean, big, strong dude. Uh, some good chirps. He was uh, very. He could chirp. He. I don't think he really liked the top. Like no, he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't really want to fight. He did but not he had to, to with his size. You know, a lot of he times, was so big. He's yeah. a big man. Powerful yeah. skater. Powerful. Too. Yeah, he's like a rugby skate, player, man. Like, super explosive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a first round pick, man. Forget yeah, that. Was. You know? was he really? Yeah, I think the Phoenix or something yeah. back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Back when they valued toughness. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. He would have been like coming out of the OHL. Like you know, he'd, he'd probably say the closest thing to Big E, maybe. You know what I mean? Big, strong guy who could score mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but obviously didn't quite have the right. the uh the offensive ability to 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 adapt and just kind of found that role, which you know served him served his purpose for him, I guess. Yeah, I guess but, uh, he's got a he's yeah. got his name on the cup, so yeah, well. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. But he had some, yeah, he was a good chirper actually. God, you know, knowing the guy and then you know seeing how he plays. You know, he's obviously a guy you want to kill. You know, when you play against because he's just like always running his mouth. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he actually had some legitimate the, chirps. The, the one the one night where he made the mistake was when he called Gary Roberts out. Oh yeah. He was he was <laughs> Eags was stepping onto the bench after a shift and Roberts was going to the bench in the center in Philly here and he called him old man. And he's <laughs> like, You want, try me. 
And he's like, all right. And he sets back on. I'm like, oh boy. And it did not go well. And he old, old, <laughs> Gary tuned him up a little bit. And Eags came back after that. And he goes, well, wasn't a very good idea, was it, boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tried him. It didn't go well. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. It happens. Yeah. Happens to the best of them. <laughs> wasn't the That's best good. we could make. Yeah, yeah. So, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of your suspensions. I mean, I, I think you had like three, you know, I don't know, I guess you could say longer type of suspensions. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, one against uh, a guy named Tim Jackman. I actually, ended up playing with him in Syracuse a little bit. Hey, two against Jackman. Two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> How did that go down? The same year. I was like, come on. So <laughs> he wouldn't fight me first of all because he was Anaheim, I was San Jose, the big rival cross you know down the highway and i would he wouldn't fight me but he would go after like mark edward vlasic and all these guys and so i i would just go after him I'm like we're going tim and i think one time i just got the better of him He's, he was a strong guy tim worked yeah. out with him in the summer the guy is the best summer hockey player you've ever seen in your life like he just goes a million miles an hour and scores all kinds of goals but anyways <laughs> beat him up once and then the next suspension was so weird <laughs> where I wanted to fight him again and we were in Anaheim and we dumped the puck in their goalie covered it. And I thought he cross-checked the back of my shoulder pads a little bit. So I turned around hoping to like throw him off of me and grab him. But apparently he wasn't even looking at me and my, the back of my hand, but end of my stick got him right in the face. And I turn around and he's just sleeping on the ice, like just starfished out. <laughs> and I'm like, holy cow, like this guy's out cold. And no one knew what happened. And I and I, I knew I hit him. I didn't know where. So the ref comes, everybody, they scrape him up, bring him off the ice. I didn't even get a penalty, I don't think. And so the game progresses, the game's over, and everyone's just like, you're going to get suspended. And it was a big joke. I don't know if you met Joe Thornton, but he's very happy-go-lucky, just like likes to keep it loose. And he comes in, the, we, we had won the game, he's like, you're getting suspended. Like, you're, oh. <laughs> I'm just like, damn it. Like, cause I was a repeat offender at that point and it's a lot of money. I'm like, great. Like there goes 20 grand down the drain. And sure enough, I think I got five games and 20,000 down the drain. I'm like, Son. Oh. and I didn't even do anything. I didn't even see him do it. But then, yeah, the first one, I don't know why I got suspended. Oh, cause I came over the, the bench, bench, right? How dumb is that rule? Yeah. You yeah. can't skate on the ice and fight a tough man. Anyways, that it all stemmed from him not wanting to fight me. Yeah, so that that's all. And I like Timmy, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's part of it. And then I'm not sure if it was after that uh, the Louis Erickson hit, which I mean, it, it seemed like it it could have been uh, a a good hit, right? I mean, had you not been so much bigger than him and, and followed through, but it seemed like it could have it could have been right. I mean, it, it just I thought it was a great hit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things you he admired his dumping. I'm like, you can't yeah. be doing that, Louie. You, you gotta no. keep your head up, man. And it wasn't late, it's not like it was like one, two, three, four. I then hit yeah. it was like one, one and a half, and I buried him, like just crushed him. I was bigger, his head hit my shoulder, and it just be well before this was the same season as the Phil Kessel thing. And okay. so after the Kessel thing, I had talked to Brendan Shanahan. He called me right after the next day or even that night. And he said, John, I can't suspend you because you didn't do anything technically, but I want to suspend you. 
And I was like, okay, this is strange. This is a weird call. And he's like, so just make sure you keep it clean. And it's funny, Pronger was a player safety guy too. And he even like made a point. His his first guy, he his first year, he came and visited me and sat me down in Arizona. He's like, you cannot do anything wrong this year. I'm going to suspend you right away. I have to. So they were looking to suspend me. And Shani told me after the Kessel thing. And so I knew right away. I was getting a, bi- a big number. And so after the Erickson hit, I, I go to New York in-person hearing. And he's like, well, what do you think? What What's your number? What do you think it should be? And I was like, it's zero. Like, I, I think it was a fine hit. He just has to protect himself. And the funny thing was, this is in New York, New York City, NHL offices. <laughs> Everybody's there, all their lawyers, and it's me and my GM. And he goes, oh, yeah? Well, what? how would you feel to be Louis Erickson right now, laid up? And I go, I actually wouldn't mind it. Doesn't he make like $7 million? Yeah. He, he, he like slams his hand on the desk. You think this is a game? You think this is funny? I'm like, you asked me a question, Shani. The guy makes seven mil for seven years. I would I would switch positions with him right now. He's like, real funny. And he like storms out of the room. And I end up getting seven games. And it was just first, first defense, seven games, just a complete joke. But that all stemmed from the Kessel thing because he said, I'm getting you. You're, you're going to get it this year at some point. So if I, I think if I don't hit – jump Kessel I don't get anything maybe one or two just because it was the Bruins are a big team and Jeremy Jacobs is just Bettman's best friend so but yeah funny yeah, story she, small she, world Shanny wasn't an angel no yeah he played. was no I angel mean, no. Neither, obviously neither was Prongs like he was and yeah, then know, Georgie right? Peros too I don't know yeah, what yeah, the I deal know, right? <laughs> it's like Riley you should be next like it's just I, know, I don't right? understand the reasoning that goes into these player safeties guys it just Okay, like Mike Milbury will be the player safety guy next. It's so dumb. But. You think Mike Milbury had anything to do with that suspension? I don't like Milbury either. <laughs> I think he's like a douche. He just <laughs> chirped me for no reason. Yeah, but I then know, he's right? calling me a goon and bad for the game. I'm like, you were the worst GM in NHL history. You jumped in the stands and beat somebody up with a shoe, and now you're throwing stones at me, Mike? Like, let's yeah, let's it, take it ridiculous. easy. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so, he was all, he was all over you before the game even started. So that was just more ammo. Yeah. Like he's just like just useless, unnecessary comments. One of the worst moments of my life is they have the TV on in the locker room before the All Star game, and there's two teams dressing in there because two in one room, two in the other, and they have his broadcast up, and he's just ripping me. And all these guys are sitting there. I'm trying to tie my skates, and he's like, "John Scott sucks. He doesn't belong here." And I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable. Why are we watching this? It's so bad." It's like, no, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm just like not looking up because everybody's staring at me. I'm just like, "Oh man, let's just get this over with." That's, <laughs> so funny. that's 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 when the equipment guys gotta hit the mute. Button. Yeah, I know. Right? I, yeah. I don't know yeah. who was in your who was in your room, but I gotta. It was that. it was partner in Nashville. Oh, partner. <laughs> partner. <laughs> Partner's not. <laughs> That's hilarious. Partner's the man. Oh, he is man. the man. <laughs> we used to we used to tell him, Johnny, every time I was in there, he would I'd be like, bro, we're trading for you. We're trading this guy. I have working. Him. Nope. Gary ain't gonna let it happen. He said, I said, No way, man. No way, man. No way, bro. <laughs> Oh man, Burger, what a good man. You know, you know he had his eyes fixed, eh? He oh, I didn't know that. Gla- he doesn't wear glasses. 
he they got his eyes fixed when I was still there three years ago. We go in there, he doesn't have glasses on. Now he can see. Wow. The guy hasn't seen for years, like he would see shadows. Right? Like oh, yeah. he, I mean, he's, and they went in and they did some surgery. He's 20. Wow, amazing. Guy can see really? now. It's, it's great. Yeah, I was so happy for him, man. It's funny seeing him without glasses though. Oh, yeah. Right? You used to yeah. See his eyes look this big because his glasses are so thick. But um, great, great dude. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh, beauty. Anyway, man, I, I'm pumped to hear your uh next episode there with Luch. I love that guy, man. That's uh, that's awesome you're shooting him today. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna chat to him about I don't know. I want to talk about the whole Ryan Miller thing. Dale Weiss when he played Montreal, that whole handshake, handshake debacle. I don't know some why wouldn't yeah. fight the Rock, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. Not many guys guys you can talk to who has done what he's done. That guy's a legit throwback power forward style player. Now he's kind of transitioned into a fighter, which is yeah cool. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he shows up. So, yeah, he does. Yeah, I know. It's nice and to like see him said, going I, strong. I think I saw a piece where you were. Uh, talking about him, and you obviously said earlier about him just coming right down Broadway with it. Like he's looking at the guys, and he's, you know, his head's up. He's chucking. Oh yeah, man. he's old school. He's a tough dude. Keep yeah, an amazing surprise. career. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. Almost twenty years he's been playing. Can you it's believe crazy, that? Isn't it? I think he started in two thousand six or seven. It's nuts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's been fairly active the last couple of years fighting. Like you normally guys like don't want nothing to do with that as they get older. And Daryl might be, have what's that? You know, Daryl Sutter, like he's, yeah, oh he's yeah, of course, cool, yeah. Uh guy Johnny Stevens was talking about that about Luch said I kind of found myself again, you know, once he got to Calgary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So come back to his roots. Yeah. Now I'm gonna ask him about that. Thank you, Daryl Sutter. Another question. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. He's got to have some good songs. Oh, he's got to have We always, stuff. Chief gave us a few, Johnny Stevens. Uh, I like the one with, with uh, my, my buddy, who's the D-man, the American, um, Greener. Oh, he yeah. He says Greener's game. chopping it up the one night, having a tough night. And he's a righty. And uh, he comes back to the bench, and he's just like, fuck, you know, kind of slams a stick. And all of a sudden, Johnny Stevens says he just sees something coming, he Backs up, it's a left-handed stick, and Daryl says, "Try that one." <laughs> <laughs> that's such a chief thing, too. Oh yeah, you know that's where chief gets totally, his, uh, yeah, totally sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, he's funny. probably got some good Daryl stories for sure. I'll have to ask him about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we let you go, just you know, building off uh, coaching there, you know, if you had a, a privilege of playing with a bunch of different coaches, I mean, the, the coaching game has evolved, as, as you know, right? I mean, the old school Mike Keenan days to you know, more of this communicator, new school. I mean, talk to me maybe just about your the best coaches that you had in your career. Well, I think it, my, my first one was one of the best ones. I had Jacques Lemaire with Minnesota. Oh, right. Oh, of course. Yeah. And the, the epitome of old school just never mixed words. You knew exactly how he felt about every single player. And what was great about him is you knew exactly where you had to be in every situation. He, he made it so super easy. So I, I really enjoyed playing for him. But I was lucky enough. I played with some like Hall of Fame coaches. I, I had Tippets in Arizona. He was good. I had Joel Quinville in Chicago. Mm -hmm. He was really good. Then I got John Tortorella with the Rangers for a little bit. And he was just really, really good. And then I want to say my favorite coach was Teddy Nolan in Buffalo. He was okay, just right. – he really respected hard work. And I think as a tough guy that you, you just get kind of devalued a little bit because you don't have much skill. But he was a guy who – 
you know, if the top guys weren't going, he'd throw you out on the first line for a couple shifts. And Q did that in Chicago, where I would find myself playing with Kaner and Taves. I'm like, this is great. Because Sharpie wasn't yeah. going, he wasn't trying, and Q would send a message and put me up on his line for a period. So it's um I really enjoy those types of coaches who rewarded hard work, but also yeah. punished guys who were maybe higher up making six, seven, eight schmills, saying, you know what, you gotta bring it, fellas. Like, and so he would bench higher end guys that like Teddy Nolan would bench Thomas Vanek. I'm like, that's great. I love Thomas, but like maybe he didn't try all the time. So yeah. I was uh, lucky enough to play for coaches who really kind of valued just that hard work aspect that nowadays is just a gone, like a, hard work is not even a thing anymore, really. So, yeah, I don't know. Th- those guys are my tops, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky to get guys like that because you could, you know, run into the coach that doesn't believe in that, which is insane. Yeah, me. it's insane uh, that, yeah, yeah, it's insane that that would actually be, you know, not in alignment with your philosophy, right? I mean, I feel like that is like the essence of what you're trying to teach, right? Rewarding hard work and effort and, and well, glue. I think those I mean, are gone now. I think players have too much power, especially yeah, young right. players, and then they just get these kind of tendencies where okay i know the coach isn't going to bench me like you look at i don't, I don't want to call up people like a, a george a keith adam keith from toronto like he's not going to bench austin matthews you know what i mean right he'll, he'll lose his yeah. job so i think it's a player's league now whereas when you played and i played riley the coaches held a little more power in the locker room so even at tampa yeah. bay like that cooper's great he doesn't run that team like kucherov stamp coast those guys run the team headman he just yeah. kind of is there to navigate and make sure everybody's happy. So he's not sending any messages by benching somebody point, if they yeah. don't try. So I just think it's the whole dynamic has changed. The players, it's a LeBron James world. The players run everything. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. If, if they want to play that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. But yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right, John. It's- yeah, actually, you you mentioned that you know Torts, you know pulled pulled that card this year a couple of times, right? With uh, Casey, you know, two lead scores, you know, you know two leading scores, and I, I, and that's I, I great. Think since them, they they've responded well, both of them, right? Yes, I mean, all star, and then probably could, could have been all star there too. Yeah, 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 no, that I love seeing that because you don't see it anymore, and everybody was all over him for it. It's like, oh, you're you're sitting JVR. What are you doing? He's your leading scorer. It's like I. I thought it was a fantastic move. You got to set that precedent, set the tone. This is a standard, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's still a little bit of that old school left, but not much of it. I mean, those those types of coaches are certainly phasing out. And you are right; that's the it is run by the players, no question. We had, we had uh, Dave Poulin on last week, and he had a great comment about the skill. Like, obviously, this he's like he basically in essence said the skill. Like, guys are making it because of the skill but he's like i'd rather have a hockey player the guy that knows the game and plays hard and and this and that yeah i couldn't agree more like it's you know like you're like you said john like you're almost given it's kind of given this uh you know their way to the nhl entitlement expect it these kids some of them some of them these days kind of it just expect it and it's it's not the way it used to be no not at all it's changed it's changed a lot but you know, I like parts of the direction and, you know, obviously I do love the skill and all that, but, uh, you know, it's still, it is still hockey. There's still some foundational things that, you know, will, ne- will never change. And as you know, what, what Dave Poulin was kind of alluding to is, is just, it is the work it's digging in the trenches and, you know, just playing in those hard areas and, you know, stuff like that will never change. It doesn't matter how much skill you have. Um, 
that the roots of the game really will always be. Uh, and we don't want to deviate too far away from that because it seems like some days you some watch, sometimes you watch some of these games, you're like, whoa, this is like, it's not quite the same game. Like yeah. this is, but then the other games you see them and then, the, and then there is a essence there, but. Yeah. That's why guys who do play that role, like a Zach Hyman, Zach's talented, but they pay him a boatload of money because nobody wants to be the first guy on the forecheck. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It's very yeah. rare that you want to, especially on a first line who can keep up with those guys. It's like, okay, like you want to get in the corner and dig the puck out for those guys? Sure, we'll give you five, six million dollars. It's, it's, it's that was normal. Like everybody had to be on the forecheck back in the day, or else your your ass is on the bench. So yeah, it, right. it's just funny how things change a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate your time there, John. I know you got to get rocking and prep yourself for Luch there and uh, appreciate the, the time and, yeah. and the insights. Yeah, awesome. No problem, keep guys. It. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah keep man. it up with your show, man. It's awesome. Uh, yep. Love watching it. Yeah. So All right, we'll have to there. have you guys on. This is great, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right, you, you too. too, brother. Talk thank to you soon. You. All right, big thank you to the big John Scott. Big John Stud. Oh, yeah. The all-star. All-star. NHL all-star. MVP. Yeah, no doubt. Great, great story, man. Yeah. Good dude, too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, turning uh, essentially a joke into uh, yeah, a Hollywood story. We know Pretty it Pretty amazing, The yeah. Wolverine. No kidding, right? Jeez. <laughs> it's that time, Nast. Let's do it. We have to get to the Clear Rum questions. Brought to you by Clear Rum. Oh, yeah. Let's Check go. ClearRum.com. Baller, what do we got? This one's from Sandy's Minnesota over Ooh. on Twitter. Um, he said, is anyone you guys know friends with Jerdev? We got another Jerdev question asked. I think you DM him from time to time. I have. Um, do we know anyone that's friends with him? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. He, I saw, the last thing I saw from Z was someone tweeted something about Claude Giroux and he like, and I don't think they meant it in a bad way, but I think he misread it. And he like jumped on this guy. He's an unbelievable player. Yeah, yeah it was guy. Kind, of, kind of thought that was cool, but um, yeah. No, I I don't know if I know anyone that keeps in contact with him. Basically, like I said, I I DM him, go back and forth once in a while. But I yeah, I don't know, I know either. Anyone. Probably some Russian allies out there. Oh, a hundred percent. There's somebody <laughs> for sure. This one's from Donovan Starr from Twitter as well. What do the Minnesota Wild need to do to make a run? Ooh. That's a good question. What do you think, Nas? I think uh, talking to Baller and Devo, um, I think they need some scoring. Yeah. And uh, I think they're – I don't know if they're going after uh, Besser, but uh, they do definitely need some scoring. They're sitting third um, in the Central in the Western Conference. So they're in a spot, but they started off kind of rough and, and have gotten it going, obviously. But um, I think they need scoring. Yeah. It seems they have, uh, you know, 20 – 20 less goals uh, than some of these other teams above them. Uh, yeah, definitely. Could always use scoring. You know, yeah, if you're making definitely. a push. Uh, it helps. It helps. It definitely but helps. I think, uh, I think they're built fairly well. You know, I think obviously Fleury with his experience uh, back there, if he can stay healthy. Uh, I like their toughness. You know, I got the pretty solid one-two punch team. there. Yeah. We'll see if that carries over in, in, in production and playoffs. But, um, yeah, I mean – from what I've seen, over overall, pretty sound. But uh, you could always, I think you could always add some scoring. It's not that easy. Yeah, I'm sure obviously. every team would like to do that yeah, too. Know, right? but, but yeah, you're right. That's that's probably the main thing I've seen from them. Right on. One more. This one's from Michael. That Sisto kid over on Twitter. 
What former teammate would you want to have your back in a bar fight? Wow, I mean, there's there's a bunch of them, right? I mean, you probably got more than than I have uh, as far as like, some crazies back in the, the day. Same guys you're probably thinking, Aaron Ashton, yeah, Ray, like, Ash, yeah, Razor. I mean, Josh Gratton. Yeah, oh god, um, yeah. You, I think you could hit Josh in the head with anything, and it wouldn't even phase him. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. As he would say pillows. pillows yeah. Uh, geez, I mean, even for yourself, going back in the day, I mean, Frankie B. Oh God, yeah, that's a good um, point too. I mean, you had Dave McIsaac, Dave McIsaac. I mean, Francis really Lassard. I mean, you had, I mean, just all kinds of gems back I then. I was actually involved in a fisticuffs back in Quebec. <laughs> Didn't want to be. <laughs> Could just see you. So I like, was there. I, I left with about ten knots on my head from the bouncers <laughs> punching Come me, on. the smallest guy. <laughs> Just trying to get the our guys you out of the follow bar. Them out there. It was, uh, yeah. I don't probably shouldn't throw names in there, but we had three really tough guys just absolutely pummeling a guy. Bouncers jump in, and we're like, "See it, me and Cat. See it, Joey Rivera, Hedgehog." That's where he got his one of his nicknames of Mankind. Oh yeah. Because by the time <laughs> this strap was over. <laughs> Hedge had this white, you know, his wife dress shirt, his white dress shirt on, and it was hanging out of his brown pants. She's all ripped up and shit. All ripped up. He looked like all he needed was the half mask for the mankind. So the boys are calling him mankind. Oh, that's classic. Is that one of your, uh, your your street fights that you gave, gave yourself credit for? Or? Um, I gave myself a tie. Now when I actually landed a punch, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did, and I didn't. I got beat up by the bouncers though. That wasn't fair. I literally had. I'm not kidding. I had like eight knots on my head because oh. they were just pounding me as we were pushing us down the steps. Joey comes flying out on the steps. He's like snowy, right down. Feet oh, out. looked like mankind. mankind. It was great. So oh, was uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys. Frankie B. Oh, I would man. say definitely saw him have a. Couple of street fights. They didn't last long. Oh, One punch. I can't imagine. Dave McIsaac. Yeah, uh, but a, yeah. Not a shortage of toughness. No, you'd have a, on not around side. here. No. I think that's a wrap, Nast. I think it is. Clear questions. Done for another week. Yeah, I guess I won't see you Sunday at the men's league. I am an awesome dad. By you the are. Way. You are. You I know. Just keep reminding yourself. <laughs> I have to. Well, episode 104 in the books. Yes. Be sure to subscribe, like our social media, interact, ask questions. Comments, likes. Comments, likes. Until next week, episode 105. Be safe, knuckleheads. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 